Hey everybody, it's Cross Palmcast with Dave. And Abby. So, since we're in the spooky month of the year, October, we figured we'd do a spooky episode. So, um, yeah. So, the thing that, and I get scared by everything. I'm just a scaredy cat in general. That's what I am. I'm not. I know you're not, but I am. I mean, I like to, like, here's the thing. Like, I like to be scary a little bit. I like to go, like, like you know, like a cemetery after dark or a park after dark. Like, I like I don't like that eerie mystery about it, but like, I don't, I don't like to watch scary movies. I guess I don't know. It's weird. Would you come on a ghost tour with me? Probably. I mean, I could do a ghost tour. Ghosts aren't real, so we're fine. Are you sure? Yes, I'm percent sure. As a ghost tour guide, I cannot tell you that they are not real. Like, if I was a ghost, I had better things to do than haunt some cemetery or something. Like, I'd be out, you know. I don't know. Haunting some old underground vaults that were forgotten about for about a century? Um, I'd probably like go to the library and dismiss miss shelf books. <laughs> Cause mischief. Yeah, I'd be like a poltergeist, like peeves. Sure, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. I imagine so, so. Today our theme is kind of gothic. I yes. think that'll, that's what they have in common. Because we're talking about two very different things. We are, but they're both fantastic things, so it works. Yes, agreed. So yes, October, Halloween month. I am celebrating all month, by the way. Boom. It is my favorite holiday. I thought um, we could talk a little bit about Jekyll and Hyde. I recently moved to Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, and that's where Robert Louis Stevenson, the author of Jekyll and Hyde, was from. He also so wrote. He also wrote Treasure Island. Fun fact. I was getting to that. Okay. I was getting to that. <laughs> um, they've got a lovely writers' museum here that covers his life really, really well. They've got some artifacts as well. Um, and yeah, so when he wasn't traveling around the world, seeing strange and interesting places, as per Treasure Island and kidnapped. Um, he was in Edinburgh, Scotland, and though Jekyll and Hyde is set in Victorian London, it resembles Edinburgh at that time a lot as well. Hmm. Huh. Okay. You know, I, I recently just rewatched The Page Master. Remember that movie? Yes. And Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde make an appearance, and one of the books he opens up is that book. So just to bring that around, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it is a really good book, Um, and it is very gothic, you know, Victorian, London, spooky things are happening. So what do you think his, what do you think his, 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 um, what was his intent behind writing that story? What do you think he was trying to get across when he wrote Dr. Nicole and Mr. Hyde? Bit of a metaphor, it's really exploring the fact that each of us has good and evil within us. Okay. Uh, Because, of course, Dr. Henry Jekyll was trying to understand that, and he made a serum that separated that. So you, one of your personalities was good, and one of them was evil, basically. Mm. So he took that serum and became Mr. Edward Hyde. 
that was really the personification of all of his vices, all of the devious, like, wishes that he could go and have, like, affairs with prostitutes and brothels and such, and it wouldn't affect Henry Jekyll. But of course it did in the end. Um, so it's sort of the split personality. You can know a person, but still completely not know them. They can lead horrible lives. Or even, I love the whole strange and the familiar, almost like doppelgangers. You see like someone who you think is your best friend walking down the street, and for that instant, like you feel like you're with your best friend, like your best friend is there, and then you realize, oh, that's not that, that is a complete stranger, and it really creeps you out. Do you feel like the picture of Dorian Gray is a very, is a kind of a is, is a mirror, almost like a mirror to that same story? Um, story wise, no, I think they're quite different. But I think like the theme, I think uh, the themes. Yeah, the theme is can be similar, although with Dorian Gray, it's a lot about vanity and immortality, almost. Mm, that's true. Whereas um, Jekyll and Hyde is, it's like medical as well, which is interesting. Yeah, I never, I've never read it. I would say. Yeah, I've never, I've never read it. I've only ever like seen like mini series, but like based off the book. So like, I don't know. Like, does he actually have this? Does High actually have superhuman strength in the in the book? Um, not exactly superhuman strength. He just is. Um, he does things that Jekyll would never do. Okay. So it's not that like Jekyll can't jump over a fence per se. It's mm. just that Jekyll would not need to be in a situation where he would have to jump over a fence. Gotcha. Whereas Hyde puts himself in these awful situations, kills people, whatnot, and then escapes. So yeah, but uh, so it's a very gothic. It's a very gothic novel, though. So it's it it's very creepy, very dark and brooding. Yes. Brooding is a good word for it as well. Yeah. I highly recommend reading it. It's not overly long. It's not as tedious as Frankenstein or Dracula, per se. Well, that's good. I, I don't like tedious. It's hard to read tedious things. Um, yeah. Like, I also wonder if it's partially, like, a, I, don't, I don't know what if, if Robert Louis Stevenson was against alcohol, but like, or if it could have also been a commentary on alcoholism. He drank the potion and he came, and he became. Yeah, I can see where you would think that from, but I, I don't think it has anything to do with alcohol. The serum is like um, more like progress in medicine mm. um, and discoveries in the medical world rather than alcohol. Um, but that does kind of make sense because alcohol brings out the different side of people. Right. Huh. For writing this, I found out not too long ago that I had said that um, Stevenson wrote the first draft in like three days. That's impressive. He did. And then he burnt it. Because <laughs> uh, he didn't like it. And then he rewrote it over the course of a week. And it was an immediate success as soon as it was published. Jeez, must be nice. The life of a writer. I hate this. It's evil. Burn it. No! <laughs> My masterpiece. I needed that. 
But yeah, it's a crap. I mean, it is, it is a very oft depicted, oft like used book, though. It's one of the ones I think, I think most people would know. Yeah, at least know what it's about. Even right. Even the image of like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde is known. Right. Because like it spans, like, I think um, the character the character was in um, what was that movie it happened? Is he in Van Helsing? He is. He's in Van Helsing. On what grounds? He's just the the Van Helsing gets him at the beginning. He's like in the very beginning. Oh, he's hunting them down. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also in um, what is it? A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He is in that as well. That brought like a crap ton of literary characters into one movie. Yeah. Um, like so he has a mini series. I believe there's a British television show as well. Yeah, it was. That... It was. It was interesting. It was a modern day one. Hmm. So I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's 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 very well known. It's it's very well known. A character at least. What? It's long lasting. Yeah, it's. But they're still doing different adaptations and bringing the character or even the storyline into things. Right. But I think what lasted even longer from that tale, and what's their spinoff here, is the idea of gothic. Because we very much still use gothic themes in our art and our literature and our movies. And But here's the thing, though. So, like, gothic is often, we usually relate it for tales about, you know, involving humans. We don't really have a gothic, like, creature, creature film. Well, we didn't. Until... Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I will not do a spoiler if you guys have not watched it, but the first half of the movie is very much a traditional Jurassic Park movie. They're in a park. There's dinosaurs. We get that. But what distinguishes it from the rest of the movies is the second half is basically a gaunt, a gothic haunted house it series. Is. It takes place in like this giant old mansion. Right. And it's, it's phenomenal to see a movie where you have dinosaurs, a prehistoric creature, Attacking humans in a gothic surrounding because it's just it's a star because like I said gothic for us is a, it's a very human it's a very human like I don't know trope not trope whatever it's but you know you think about but I disagree completely I think there are a lot of gothic monsters like Frankenstein's monster yeah but he's still human and is a monster yeah but they're still humans Dracula. Also, still a human. Kind of. They were humans at one time. But and, they're still monsters as well. Yeah, but like not like. There's no shark movie. There's no. There's no, no I know. There's no goth, gothic shark movie or gothic zombie movie. Godzilla. That's not my really gothic either. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. That is gothic, but that's yeah. I never seen it. I hate zombies. I hate zombies as well. It's the dumbest genre ever in existence, and then you get rid of it. But uh, I digress. Um, yeah, so it just when I watched it, like and here's the thing, guys. I saw the very first very first Jurassic Park came out when I was four years old. I saw it in the theaters, and the four. I know. I, I when I saw it, I love dinosaurs, so like I wasn't really scared. I mean, I was scared, but like in like oh, it's just so cool kind of way. When I watched Fallen Kingdom, guys, I was actually terrified because, like, what they did with this dinosaur in this haunted house and all the just the dark, like, dreary, like it was just, it made it so, I guess, almost realistic in a way. 
Because like it wasn't like this wasn't in some kind of fictitious, fictitious park. It's in it's in a house. We're a house. I mean, I don't, I don't live in a mansion, but I still live in a house. And Stannis was in this house, hunting you down in this house. It's just it's. I don't know. It made it more real somehow. Um, just fantastic. It, it scared me. I was actually scared watching. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is actually kind of terrifying. It was really well done. Yeah. I was quite pleased. It I, was a lot more tense. The entire time I was just like very tense thinking, why did they think this was a good idea? Why did they think that was a good idea? And my favorite whole thing has just been a bad idea. My favorite part of the movie, guys, and if, so this isn't, this isn't really a spoiler, but I'll give it to it anyways, but so when the when they're in the atrium and the lights are out and they're trying to walk, they're trying to see, and they're walking past the, what do you call those thing, what do you call those type of things? Like the glass case with, with, with model dinosaurs in it? There's a word for that. They call those things. Anyways, it's like the little girl was staring in the glass. Next thing you know, the white, what? Like a diorama? Yeah. The big diorama in the, in the main room. And she's staring at the glass. The lights go back on. Next thing she knows, she she sees the the, the dinosaur looking at, at her, and he both and she screams, and the dinosaur opens his mouth to roar at her, and you see that contrast in the glass reflection of the glass. That's gotta be the that's gotta be the best scene in cinematic history. I don't care. I'm sorry, but there's not that was just uh, the the use of the, the use of the reflection. Just it was just fantastic. As somebody who is afraid of mirrors, it was really well done, I have to say. Like, oh my god, just so good. I want to watch the movie again right now. <laughs> Me too, actually. So freaking good. So freaking good. But that's our connection to the two, guys, is that gothic theme. So it's obviously transcended from 1800s, you know, to all the way to the present day, you know. Still going strong? Yeah, yeah. I think one of my favorite gothic books is Rebecca, which is also yeah. a very gothic style read that actually so good so 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 good um but yeah it's a timeless it's a timeless theme and backdrop and it's obviously very spooky and this is a month of spooky things uh so yeah you know hooray for gothic and even like gothic architecture is also kind of it's also spooky like you ever see old gothic cathedrals like they just kind of they have an air about them of kind of like just Looming. Right. And like, okay, Hogwarts is gothic. You're not really scared of Hogwarts, really, but still, like, you know, like it. It has that spooky aspect to it sometimes. There might be something on the third floor that may or may not kill you. Don't avoid it. Mm, fluffy, the big three headed dog monster. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, and we have, so yeah, well, we have, like, so we have gothic architecture, we have gothic literature, we have gothic movies. It just it is a timeless, endearing theme that I don't think it's ever going to go away. And frankly, you know, I'm a scaredy cat. I kind of like it. You know, it's... Oh, yeah, I don't think it'll ever go away. And the thing about it is, like, there's nothing, there's nothing like, graphically gory about Gothic. It's more of a mental thing. It is. Like, Gothic is very much about... Atmosphere. Right. It's about making you feel the tense, the, 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 the tense in the situation, in the air. There's, there's an air of, like, just... Scary, you know, that's what makes it so much more palpable for me and enjoyable. I'm like, well, you know, like, you don't need blood and gore to make a movie, to make a movie scary. No, you don't. And uh, Gothic does that, so I am on board. Now, I, you know, but although, although I have to watch, every single year for Halloween, I always have to watch um, Hocus Pocus. That's, yes, I've already started watching Hocus Pocus. That's my all-time favorite Halloween movie, you know, it's not really scary at all. I've watched it twice already, and uh, we're only seven days into October. 
I've also watched The Corpse Bride. My favorite part of that movie is when she says, he, my little sister's like, he wants to touch your yabos. You're what? Yabos? And she's like, what are you doing? Like, uh, yabos. I'm like, oh, man. Like, little sisters. Always, right? Yeah, right? Always just... Such a good character, though. It's such a great movie. It is. It is such a good movie. Maybe I'll watch that again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's timeless. It is definitely timeless. Um, any last parting thoughts about Halloween before we sign off? I'm excited for it. I don't know what I should be for Halloween. Um, I need to find something to do, actually. I need to find a party to attend, first of all. You should be Winnie the Pooh um, for Halloween. I could be Winnie the Pooh for Halloween. That would be a really easy costume. Um, I was thinking maybe Coraline. Okay. Either, um, finding, like, a blue wig and a yellow raincoat. How are you going to do the buttons for eyes? I'm not going to do the buttons for eyes. That is the answer to that question. No button eyes. Um, you scare me. <laughs> You're supposed to dress up as what you fear, and I fear buttons for eyes. That's, that's what makes that movie so, that's what made that story so terrifying. It's horrifying. I know. I love it, though. Also, another, like, great book um, for anybody's looking for October book recommendations. Is that Neil, is that Neil Gaiman who wrote that? It is. My hero. Um, I'm going to be Freddie Mercury for Halloween. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, because like, I can grow a very... I, I have a, you know... I have a I have similar complexion that he had and I can grow a mustache. So it yeah, works. You're all set. And the movie's coming out. The movie about, the movie about Queen's coming out at the same time, so I figured why not be... Yeah. Mercury. Rhapsody, right? Yeah, I'm excited for it. it. Looks so good. I always loved Queen. They were a good one. Yeah, I suppose if all else fails, I'll just do Harry Potter because the um, Fantastic Beasts second film is coming out in November. Could be a sexy Hermione. Why would I need to be a sexy Hermione? Yeah, this Charlie is sexy. She's intelligent. It's already sexy as it is. I get dressed with her. You're still sexy Hermione. Back that that actually is a costume though. Sexy Hermione is actually a thing. It's horrible. They heck up the skirt and leave the shirt unbuttoned to show some cleavage. It's a thing. Why 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 do we need to do that to child characters? <laughs> well, I mean, by this last movie, there's like kind of that where she's naked and he, the horror Christmas. I mean, it's it's good kind of there's some sexual tension at the end of the movie. It's not so much kids anymore. By a seventh. No, but. For the majority, they're just kids, and they're only like what, seventeen, eighteen by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I am excited for the new Fantastic Beast movie, though. It looks so freaking good. Me too. I also yeah. kind of, I don't look kind of terrifying. Like the whole Grindelwald thing is going to be quite terrifying. I think. I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, Young Dumbledore. Did you? Uh, this is yeah. No, it's going to be good. I can't. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see. So, spoilers later. There's gonna be there's gonna be a total of five movies. So there's gonna be three more yet, and I'm wondering if this this is how we're gonna get a prequel to like the prequel we want. Is it gonna come through here? I wonder. If we're gonna see like the first Wizarding War happen in this in this series of movies. I believe that's what we're seeing. That is the timeline that we're on. Yeah, so we're gonna get to see the Young Marauders. Which I hope so. I'm so freaking excited for that shit. Yeah. I just, I can't, that's what I've always wanted. 
I mean, we're still a bit ahead because we're only in the, what, 1920s, 1930s? Yeah. Yeah, so Harry and di- Harry's parents died in, in 1980. Yeah. So they got 50 and years to come. still very young. Yeah, so like between, yeah, but what we know though, from the time when Grindelwald gets defeated, only thing that really happens between then and the current timeline is Voldemort, so, you know, probably just a couple of decades maybe. Yeah, I mean, they might do. We'll see. Only one person knows. Yeah, exactly. She's known all along. <laughs> yeah, she's quite interesting. Did you see. When they in the movie, they took the cast. They saw the they now he's knowing that he was actually a human. And he was up. Oh. Spoiler: I was avoiding, but yes. It's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. It is. Um, now it's not really a spoiler, but it is still kind of a spoiler. But there's an issue about how they're saying. The, I had my thoughts about that when I was obsessed with Harry Potter and would like theorize every single thing about it. I thought Nagini was special. The thing was, they're saying it's because she's casting a uh, minority in the role, and they're saying it's in their accounts like she's casting a minority in a, in a subservient role to a white, to a, a male. So it, it, there was some outrage on Twitter after J.K. Rowling for the casting. Can and she's just pause right now and say to those people who are outraged about it, I'm sorry, this is a story about witches and wizards. It's clearly fictional. Well, most of that, she told me like, that the, the, the Nagini is a type of like actual cultural thing. So she's in a cult, yeah. like a character who is associated with the culture. And I'm like, like she's not like J.K. Rowling is not insensitive to culture. I don't think she's that kind of person. So I, I was like, no. like so. And it's not like I mean, it's a made up thing. Like girl that turns into a snake. It's an interesting. He seems to be best buds with Voldemort. He doesn't seem to be bossing her around too much. If anything, he's like feeding her well. See, I always thought that Nagini was a snake from the first movie. That was always my thought. I know she's not, but like that's what I thought originally. No, I always thought Nagini might have been an animagus that got stuck or something like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I, it's, it's gonna be so. It's I just can't wait for this new he's movie. Maledictus, Maled. Yeah, Maledictus. No, no, no. Maledictus is with the. No, is that what she is? Yeah, she's got. The blood disease. That's right. No, I'm thinking about the other thing. What 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 severance is? What's, um, I, you mean Tonks? No, no, no. From the first Fantastic Beast, the uh, uncontrollable magic. Oh. Uh, what's oh, that? The, um, Obscurious. Yeah, yeah. I confused the two. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a good movie. Yeah. And Jude Law as a young as a young Dumbledore is a pretty good, pretty good casting role, I have to That's say. A good cast. I personally am not opposed to Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. I have no problem with that. He's got he fits the role. I I don't know about his whole section, the whole assault thing. That's neither here nor there. But I mean, in the role, he's fantastic for the role. So he plays like kind of you know evil so well. Like yeah. get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what he is personally. If he did that, do that, well, that's that's very that's very you know it's loathable. Um, but I don't know anything over there. But it looks like a fantastic movie. I cannot wait. But for all you guys out there, so we have a very happy and safe Halloween. Um, be spooky. Yes. Go on all the ghost tours. Yeah, you do um, that. Research Halloween. Let us know what you're being for Halloween. If you have any other things you want us to talk about, that, let us know. 
one more thing, actually. My one friend tweeted, but she's like, if I put myself, if I paint myself in gold paint and say I'm an Aphrodite and go around naked to a party as Aphrodite statue, unless they're arrested for indecency, I'm like, you probably would, but I feel like that's very creative, and I actually would definitely think that'd be a very creative outfit to go with. But that is a really good idea, like. Isn't it? But like, she probably get arrested for indecency because if she would be naked, but like, maybe it would have been very clever. But yeah, I think yeah. it's so. Please, uh, reach out to us if, if, with with your with your Halloween costume suggestions, or what you guys are gonna be for Halloween. We'd love to hear about what, what you're gonna be. Um, yeah, sorry I didn't read a poem this year. <laughs> yeah, so uh, all right, guys. So you, again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Radio Public. You can tweet us at Across Podcast. You can Facebook us at Across the Podcast, and you can email us. It's Across the Podcast at gmail.com. Please, guys, we well, we love to hear from you, um, especially about Halloween. What's going to be for, for Halloween? Also, if you have great costumes that you that you make, send us a photo of your costume. We love, we'll share it on our page because, like, you know. I love, co- especially creative costumes are so much fun. So if you have some really creative costume, please send us a picture. We will. Yeah, and if you send us your pictures, we will post pictures of our Halloween costumes as well. We will, even though I look awful with a mustache, I'll still put pictures. I'll oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. It's pretty bad. Not great, but I'm doing it for the sake of the holiday. It's all good. All right, guys. So for Dave. And Abby. Have a great one, guys. Cheerio.